like yeah, i'm getting more sleepy sleepy and then i just like crashed on my couch i was just like nah. damn oh man i don't even gosh i didn't even want to like move or anything i'm still tired like oh <laughs> <laughs> well you need to be at least yeah. half awake for this little space here okay Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 getting I'm I'm waking up slowly but surely I'm waking up. Goober. <laughs> oh I know, I know, I'm such a fucking goof. Oh god. Yeah, no, it's so funny. My my place is in a mess too. I'm like the fuck am I doing? Oh, Get something to join. <laughs> like, <sighs> goodness, God, it's been one of those days. I bet. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. God, my uh, the one of the best places, like, I know Texas is haunted as hell, but Seattle's haunted, too, and when I went up there, it was, like, it was, it was just so funny, like, I stayed in, like, two different hotels, like, one was supposed to be, like, really haunted, and then um, the other one didn't even have, like, a haunted history, but the weird thing is, is, like, I saw, like, more stuff at the other hotel that wasn't supposed to be haunted. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I've been to uh, Virginia City, and that place is fucking crazy at night. Well, yeah, because I know a lot of the places out there have a lot of, like, Civil War history, stuff like that. A lot of places in the South have, like, Civil War history, so there's, like, a lot of different things, like, and a lot of, like, the whole slaves... Uh, slave trade and everything out there. There's so much more history, I think, towards the east than out here. Yes, but yes. Then again, in California, you really do get the Native American burial grounds, kind of things. That's that's the one thing I think we have more about west than the east. Yes, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada. I think Utah. In California. 
Yeah, definitely have a lot of stuff out here. Um, and especially since we're kind of on the, you know, especially the, the lower California with the border with Mexico and everything, because then you have the, you know, Hispanic culture, um, you know, the Mexican culture for, uh, you know, uh, haunted things and uh, like the Chupacabra and other stuff like that. And uh, um, La Llorona. So those are, those are pretty oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, like I I watch um like a haunted channels like or I watch a YouTube channels um all the time of like scary footage that was like caught and like paranormal footage. I'm like, yeah, it's always like um I, I wish that like people would take, you know, more videos because it's always weird how like they cut off like right when like you could see something like they never get enough detail on something mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, I'm like, okay, can like somebody just, you know, for once get a high quality <laughs> video without running away immediately? <laughs> like, you know, can somebody actually like stick around long enough to actually get like the full view of the monster and then run away? Like, ah. It's almost like stop being like a Blair Witch Project and actually just videotape it. I know, right? It's it, it's so funny because like I'm, I, it's it's funny how often you see the, uh, um, like they and they they have the the running away where they're like, um, uh, where they just they're, they're filming themselves running away and all you see is their face going ah ah ah. It's like, mm -hmm. No, it's like if you're gonna do anything, film behind you so we know if they're if like if there's anything chasing you, like I'm, I'm just, and then oh like. And then the weird found footage ones, like, oh, like, this person dropped their camera or something, so did they survive? Did they not survive? And then, like, oh, God, I hate those, because it always mm. makes me think that, it always makes me think that they're fake if they, like, cut off at a certain, if they're done a certain way, it just, it totally feels fake. Mm-hmm. See, there's one group on, or two YouTube channels that I actually watch religiously. Um, Franco TV, because now he's overseas somewhere doing fuck all, and his videos are amazing. The other group is um, Mindseed TV, and they actually do ghost hunts. Ooh. Yes. And they're on their season, they're on their fifth season. And oh my god, this is this season's creepy. Mm. Hmm. I gotta look at that. You guys know that y'all can request to speak. You don't have to just sit there. Yeah, guys, join the conversation. <laughs> Like, there's an open forum for anybody who wants to just talk about stuff. Or uh, doesn't it doesn't even have to be paranormal. If you guys got something really cool to share or some shit, then feel free. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just basically, uh, you know, what Tuesday? So, yeah, Tuesday, just Tuesday night bullshit. Yes. Well, you know, 
just so weird. Oh, you know what's weird? I just tried like uh, this. Like I'm I'm into a lot of like dried fruit and shit, but um, I just tried this stuff. It's like dried watermelon. And I'm like, what? Yeah, they found a way to fucking dry watermelon. Like, it's 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 really not that good though. Like, it it just it's just wrong. Like, it just tastes all wrong. Right? I mean, like, I usually like watermelon stuff, and I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can eat I can eat dried watermelon. It's, it sucks. It really does. Mm-mm. I know that uh, at the gas station near near my house. They have these, it's like licorice, but it's watermelon licorice. Hmm. And oh, watermelon flavored licorice, probably. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, that that sounds like delicious, but this stuff is like it, it still even has like some of this watermelon seeds with it. And I'm like Wait, so they're expecting you to like eat the watermelon seeds too? What the fuck? Like, I don't know. Like, it it was a good concept, I think, but they failed miserably with it. <laughs> I bet. See, no, I can do dry fruit. fruit like bananas, apples. Um, another one. Oh, they have dried strawberries there too, but those are really good. Those are good. See, I've only had the. Banana and apples. Oh, and, and uh, there's also like the dried uh, dried mango, just good. Dried mango is always good. Um, oh my god, where have I been living? Yeah, do all dried mango is like the like the number one thing that I always get is dried mango. Um, what's another? Yeah, there's usually like other dried. Stuff. Why can't I think of anything else right now? Oh, dried pineapple. Dried pineapple. Um, yeah, that's pretty good, especially if you get, like, the dried pineapple that's, like, has, like, sugar on it or something. It's, like, mm, just melts in your mouth. Uh, but pretty much any, almost any fruit you could, like, dry, but it's, uh, I mean, some of them are tricky. Like, watermelon, it just didn't turn out. They just did not turn out. Like, Huh. I, I I do want I I swear I do want to try to find a place that has dried kiwi. Now that would be interesting to try. Try kiwi. That would be dried, interesting. That would be very interesting. Mm. Oh god! I gotta see if I can. Yeah. I have like these. Once all they almost just fell out of my little holder here. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you are. Oh, nice chap. Oh, there you are. There you are. Yay. Okay. I think they're they've got connection issues right now or something. <laughs> okay, there. No, no. Oh, it's almost like the Verizon commercial. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Or I can it? hear everyone. Can you hear me? I can now hear we can hear you better. Do we need to change mics? Well, you, we could hear you a little better that time. But... 
Okay, give me a sec. I'll change mics. I got a better one right next to me. Okay. It's always funny when when that happens to people when their when their voice is like becomes electronified. It's it's so funny. Like <laughs> it, it, it's it's like because it, it it sounds like you're talking to a robot, like or something like that. It because when their voice becomes electronic, it's like whoa, it's a little creepy. Like, <laughs> have that feature. How about now? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Sorry, I've been trying to find a plug on my phone. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that's a lot. Ooh. I oh. Oh, my God. I am about to really get y'all laughing. What? Okay. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, was that a lap track? Yes. Oh, that's okay, I'm turning the volume a little bit now. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh god, yay. Now, oh, cool. Now we have sound effects in space. That would be funny. Oh, here's another one. Oh! <laughs> I don't need no ear drums anymore. What? <laughs> what kind of fucking cream was that? Like, what's that even labeled as? Shock. God. Oh, God, shock. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that that one that one's kind of good for like, uh, like sci-fi kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. <laughs> nah, I like that one. I like that one. Oh my god, I'm gonna learn it in spaces now. now. Okay, wait. How do you? How do you? It, wait, where do you where do you get those? Um, Is that a little wand magic thingy? I don't know if listener speakers have it. Maybe you have to be a co-host. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I only need one ear drum anyway, so that works. Oh, I already did that one. Oh! What? What in the world was that one? Oh, yeah, so it, just, it says sound effects, but I'm I'm trying to see if I can... see, is it... No, no. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any other way. Cut? No, okay, no, that's... Never mind. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think I have access to it. I think it's only the hosts. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Oh, there's a clown one. Oh, you can call me that. Should I do the clown one? Oh, the clown? Yes, if there's a clown one, you must do the clown. <laughs> that's the big banana slip. I don't think you're more clown like, not just a little banana slip. Is it gonna... I think that was more like just banana slip than clown because <laughs> a, a clown would be <laughs> like. <laughs> oh gosh. Magic wand. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that more was like um, next on Deal or No Deal. <laughs> oh yeah, that does sound like it. Yeah, do it again. Wait, do yeah, do that one again. Yeah, that is totally deal or no deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god, I I would have so much fun with those sound effects or something like that. If if we if you did like a, a podcast. Or something like that. Just being able to have like those buttons, that'd be so freaking well, hilarious. See, I do have a podcast, but I haven't really done anything with it. But on the app, it has mm. sound effects, music, everything. I just haven't done anything with it yet. Get working on it so I can annoy you in the comments. Well, why do you think I'm recording this one? Uh, okay, fine. Uh huh. <laughs> oh let's see oh there's a oh which one is that one thunderstorm Ooh. seriously no thunder that went along hmm that one was pretty long Oh, let's see what else is there. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thunderstorm could be like used for if <coughs> the conversation's getting out of control, and then you just play well, that, that and send. That is nice and long. Or, yeah. Or I get the siren. Yeah. Don't it... Oh. 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 <laughs> 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 Whenever I think of Siren, I always, I always go back to Silent Hill. I don't think of any of the other ones. You're thinking, you're thinking so about fun. the weather sirens. The air raid yeah. sirens, yeah. I always think about those because I prefer those ones over those ones anyways. Oh my god, okay. So, quick story. A friend of mine and I were out doing a uh, ghost hunt in a cemetery. And this was in 2016. <laughs> she was recording... And we were trying to, you know, get voices and stuff. We heard air sirens on the EVP, but mm -hmm. we didn't hear them with our ears. It was, mm -hmm. it was freaky. You're close to my home. <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And 
I think Silent Hill's my home everywhere, and it could be popping up anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I got a sound for that one. Story <laughs> <laughs> of my life. <laughs> God, I love this. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. I need to take the power away from him. You have too much power. No. No. Yes, right. Uh, no, you cannot take the power away. Yeah. Who gave him the key? <laughs> Who gave you the key? I made the key. <laughs> Ooh, that is so serious. technically. I- I have the power, no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) So, has anybody messed with the voice changer yet? No. My voice already sounds messed up enough. I don't need any more. Oh, shush it. (laughs) Between the lip and the lazy tongue, I don't need any more. I just wanted to uh, butt in if I couldn't. Um, sorry I was quiet. Um, I'm a little tipsy. I was downstairs cooking in the kitchen. My boyfriend's in the living room watching TV, so I didn't want to be talking and, you know, bother him and shit. But um, you were saying about weird photos, and I did a quick Google search for it, and I can't find it. But um, hold on, let me try through crime garage photo, photo 509. I believe it's called photo 509. There was two, I think it was from Finland or Switzerland, two women who were on vacation in South America. And they went missing, and eventually they found their camera. A bunch of, you know, searchers found their camera. And it, and they were eventually found. But um, what it looks like was that as they grew more desperate, because they were lost in these, these back trails, as they grew more desperate, these cameras, these photos started to appear more and more on their lost camera. And it looked like they were using the camera to light their way. And there's like a picture of a wound on the back of the one girl's head. It's so terrifying. And um, I think if you look up True Crime Garage, photo 509, I think that was the, the podcast I heard about. But it's so creepy. It's like in their last ditch effort to stay alive, they were using the camera to light their path. This happened in 2014, didn't it? I think that's the case. Yeah, I think that might be the case. Yeah, and then then they like found their shit in like a backpack that washed up somewhere and people are like, everything's all nice and neat and here. Dang. Okay. Huh. Hmm. 
Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it is very creepy, and the creepiest stories are the true ones. What was that? Mm, um, Interesting. This photo file, I was just looking that up. I had a, a mouse of something. Um, oh, no. Oh, I hope I didn't stain my serial killer shirt. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, I, I don't know. I'm stoned and I had some wine. So, I don't know. That is the best combination. No, if I don't have a title, I can tend to hear the title for what. Um, I believe, like, okay, I did a Google search for um, True Crime Garage. That's the name of the podcast. And um, I did a search for True Crime Garage photo. And it's either photo 509 or 37. Okay. Yep, no, it's 509. It's um, if you look up uh, the podcast True Crime Garage and then photo 509. Mm. But I also caution people, like I, I used to listen to that podcast religiously, but this, it, it, but, and they are good. Their content is very good, but I do caution people because um, they did a two-part episode on the disappearance of Johnny Gosh. And for that week's suggested reading, they suggested a book by John DeCamp, which basically laid the blueprint for QAnon back in like the 90s so I, I, I do offer people caution if you're listening to that podcast just keep in mind that they use John DeCamp as a resource yeah hmm. that is something I am definitely going to look up uh, it's very interesting because I'm I mean, I get uh, very into some of the stuff like this, but I also am a huge. Uh, I wonder if the, um, the game developers, there's a game I played a while ago that might have had the same idea as this, ha like when this happened, they used the idea of this from this case. Because they, they, had the, they had the same concept, you use the camera to continue forward on. Mm -hmm. so, interesting if they they got the idea from this or somewhere else. See, I would guess probably it would be something that stems from from this case. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to look at the year because I don't mm -hmm. know what the year the game came out. Yeah, it's 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 pretty terrifying because it like put yourself in their shoes with like. You're two women you're from the other side of the globe. You're in another country, and you were supposed to meet up with a tour guide. And you decide, ah, fuck it. We're just going to find our own way. And the trail that you're going on is notorious for, like, 
it, it basically what these two women did was they took the Paris Catacombs tour without a tour guide, but in the South American jungle. Like, there are some places you do not go without a tour guide, and this was one of those places, and they did it, and hubris. Mm, okay. Well, that, 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 yeah. Very interesting on that part. I did find a release date for the game. No, the game came out before the story, so I think they might have found it from a different source or something, or they just had the idea of themselves, but very close to what I, I, I see when, from looking this up. The game came out 2013. This was a 2014, so... Still very interesting on part, that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's also, it's not like that unusual to think that if you are in a survival situation, and there, they, they, there were some calls made to like 999 whatever the European version of 911 is, um, by their phones. And they also tried calling 911, but they had very poor reception and they had very low battery. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you have a, a camera separate from your cell phone and you're in a dire situation, your cell phone battery is low, you're not going to use the cell phone camera or the flashlight to see your way. You're you know, you're going to go with the thing that, you know, the phone has multiple uses. The camera has one. So it's it's just, um, and listening to the story, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, that feeling, that sense of panic that rises in you that I'm not going to get out of this. It's just, it's fascinating. And, and you can see some of the photos online, like, as they went on, you can see desperation. And, and some people, the true crime community is full of people who like to connect dots that aren't always there. And, um, and it, it's just interesting because some people were like, oh, it's a ghost, or it's, you know, this, or it's that. And it's like, no, it, it, it's, it's panic. And as panic sets in, you're more likely to experience apoxia, which, is, you know, like hyperventilating, your brain is getting less oxygen, depending on the altitude that they were at, depending. And, and also, you're looking at, you know, they're from a different country, there are different altitudes, you know, a whole bunch of different shit, like biologically different. And uh-huh. panic setting in, shit's getting weird. Stuff is not, it, it's like the, the Dostoyev pass incident where like the, the Russian students were hiking and then their bodies were found and like all this weird shit happened and, and like and the bodies make it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like in a survival situation, people need to realize and understand that shit does not make sense. And yeah. trying to make sense of it will only drive you insane. Yeah. That's true. It got quiet. Sorry, I was continuing reading. The- if I 
if I get quiet, it's because I'm I'm also like trying to nosh. So I'll just continue I'll reading. Yeah, you are good. Okay, well that that's very interesting. That is. They, I'm thinking. Of, yes. I mean, it it kind of almost reminds me of a movie that was recently I remember, released. Uh, yeah, um, it reminds me of a game that released like the 2015, where they had a brief moment in the beginning. The only way to continue on, you had to use a camera's flash to continue on from. It. So it kind of reminded me of that in some way. But reading the story very different in a way. I would wonder. I'm wondering if. Uh, uh, if they had some idea from there, but eh, that's another time to look at. That's true. Um, there was a movie um, actually right around that time, and I think Mia Jovovich was in it. Um, I forget what it was called. A bunch of like porn people are vacationing, I think like in South America, and the one character has a tattoo on his arm that says D and R for do not resuscitate. And like, there's like this weird, like murder mystery going on. And like, you know, there's one of those surprise reveals at the end where you're like, I knew there was going to be a surprise reveal. And since I knew there was going to be a surprise reveal, I already guessed who the killer was and I was right. But yeah, no, there, there was a, a, a movie kind of like that. And it's it's interesting because there is, um, if you look deep, there's a whole sub-genre, like a sub-sub-genre of, of horror films that are based on tourism, like the Hostel series and La Turista. Um, there, there's, the, the, and, and it kind of touches upon the very human and basic fear of the other and placing yourself in the land of the other and what can happen if you're not careful. It's kind of um, a replay of like the, the old wives tales of, you know, be careful when you travel, you never know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's a fascinating, and I mean, there are true life cases of it, obviously, but it, it's a fascinating, it, it's very Campbellian. It's very Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of a universal tale that you'll find all around the globe of stories from someone in Russia, like, you know, you'll, you could find a movie or a tale of someone in Russia who went to America and, you know, got eaten by Bigfoot. Or you know something like that. There's it's it's always the the person the outsider going to another outsider's land, and then something bad happening. And I think it's also kind of um, I, I, evolutionarily wise. I think it's something that we taught ourselves millions of years ago in order to avoid catching diseases from other groups. That, of, of you know hominids and stuff and um, but it also plays to I think a lot of the, uh, the the xenophobia that we see all around the world today anyway I'll shut up I talk too much sorry but anyway 
You're good, you're good. No, no, very fascinating thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, God, I'm thinking of any that. movies that I saw. I'm thinking of any movies that I saw that had a camera to, a camera that was the main focus of it. And the only one I can remember is uh, The Wailing, which was a South Korean horror film where um, the camera was only in purpose because um, what the main purpose of it was a Japanese demon actually traveled to Korea. And the only way to please it by was taking pictures of his victims. Really? Uh, it, was some way. It, wasn't the, it wasn't the full uh, plot of it, but it, um, the movie was very confusing. I had to actually go back and watch it again. But that was like some of the sub hints you would get. Like, is the only way to please this demon was by taking photos of victims that happened. Because the uh, camera, um, there's a strong hints toward the beginning of the movie that um, there's pictures, these pictures of victims being involved in some way. But then throughout the whole movie, you don't hear about them. And then you see them again pop up, and then they disappear, and then they see them again once more pop up at the end of the movie. And at the end of the movie, the demon they suspected, which was a, a Japanese man doing a curse, which he turned out to be a demon of some sort, or it was taking photos himself and also having someone else take photos for him. Was Just out of curiosity, in this movie, did any of the characters or... Even if the character is, even if you didn't see the characters directly applying it, did you see any red tape? Like no, red no, duct no. Tape, red metal? Um, I know what movie you're they talking about. That. That, they use that in that, so um, many. Yeah, but I know what about that. That one's called Korea, or we call in America Pulse. That is uh, where the, the red tape comes into involved. That's one of my favorite Japanese horrors right there. They've used it in a lot of other like Japanese yeah. horror movies too. I'm like, there's something with red yeah, they tape, have like uh, literal red tape. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them using that, but that was the uh, uh, Pulsa Curlio was the first one to really put in the emphasis of the red tape being some type of a miracle or holy item that can uh, stop uh, uh, the spirits or the evil spirits from moving on from outside to the world. Thank you for reminding me. I forgot the name of the movie, but I know there was an American version and a Japanese yeah. version. And the Japanese, uh, yeah, the Japanese is uh, the Japanese is called Korea, but it, you can look up Pulse, but just put in the year two thousand one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I remember that movie, and um, yeah, then you I had the American the ones, and I don't really like the American ones, so. <laughs> It's, it's fascinating, though, because um, so much of Japanese culture kind of mimics American culture, but the American culture that they're mimicking is in itself mimicking Japanese culture. It's very meta. It's very meta. Mm -hmm. True. Oh, I see Lizard is here, too. And, and also, I just wanted to say, Wookie, it's nice after, like, our interactions on Twitter to hear your voice. Exactly. It's nice to hear everybody's voices. Uh, oh, you better hush it over there. <laughs> oh, hang on, I got to... There. 
just lost the life. Then I, I need to go find a one up. Okay, here's another. God dang it, not that one. <laughs> You're making it sound worse. <laughs> Here we go. There. And I'm not here to please everyone. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the truth? <laughs> That's the sound I hear every morning when I wake up. <laughs> See, that's how I wake up every morning. <laughs> no, I don't want to start the day. <laughs> now, where I am, I don't want to get out of bed either. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to no. get out of bed. I want to just lay there and relax. I'll be quieter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was my niece. <laughs> and a, a scolding bell over there? Do what? Getting a scolding? No, my niece. I'm pronouncing it. Ah, she's like, "Is that you talking?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yes, I'm talking to the All people right, in my home. Loud. <laughs> okay, so any haunted places near you? Mm. Um. Oh, I don't remember the name. I have to look it up. But I remember the murder house that actually is not more than thirty or forty-five minutes away from me. Wait, are you talking about like the actual murder house from American Horror Story Murder House? No, not that one. This is in Arizona, no. not not in California. Oh, okay. No, it's um in Yuma? old or Yuma? Huh? Is that in that Yuma, Arizona? No, it's on outskirt Kingman, Arizona. I'm actually not too far away from there. I have to look it up really quick. Give me a sec. Okay, it's been a second. Okay, give me more. <laughs> hey, I have to pick on you, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell, right? Damn it. But the murder house... <laughs> Not Casey Goober. But there is a murder house in California, though. I think. Yes, there is, yeah. Uh, the famous urban legend for Arizona is the one where I'm talking about. Hmm. Now, if I know about what that place, what's the most haunted place in each state is? Like, I wonder what's the most haunted place in California. That would be like, I'm, looking, I, I'm actually looking up urban legends of each state. There we go. That'd be out yeah, because I want to know like what is the most haunted okay. like place in each state because I want to visit that someday. Like, okay. you know, I know like California might have like the Queen Mary or something like that. So, oh, give me a second, loading, and I'll start naming off. Oh, no, come on. You. I can I can tell you Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, Pennsylvania, one of the most haunted places is Hawk Mountain. Oh, I've heard it's, about Hawk uh, Mountain. I've, yeah, I've been there. I Oh, I've been to Hawk it's Mountain. It's wild, it's crazy. And there, there was a, a serial killer named Matthias Schombacher who back in the 1800s had like a boarding house. And he would just like murder everybody. They'd be like, I'd like to stay here for three nights. He'd be like, okay, take their money and like bash their head in and throw them down a well. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah, I've been uh, there. um... Sounds like, uh, oh, what's that movie? So Johnny Depp and Helena. Oh, Sweeney Parker. Yes. Sweeney Todd. That's what, it, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay, so I got my Urban Legend one. I got the Urban Legends uh, side up. Okay. Uh, Arizona, this is the one I'm talking about. The ghost, the ghost of Slaughterhouse Canyon. The story of Slaughterhouse Canyon, also called the less frightening Luna's Canyon, takes place during the gold rush. During the 1800s, there's a family. No, I don't want your thank you. Bye. Uh, damn pop-ups. There was a family who lived down in the canyon. They were very poor, so further, further would uh, father would venture out into the canyon for food for his family. As you might guess, one day father did not return, so his family slowly starved and descended into mad- descended into madness. The mother, unable to bear listening to her children's cries anymore, put her put on her wedding dress, murdered her children, and then threw them into a nearby river. The next day, she. Scrambled, scrambled to, scrambled, scrambled, scrambled to starvation herself. The legend states that if she, if you go down to Slaughterhouse Canyon at night, even now you will hear the loud, <laughs> agonizing cries of the mother who let lost her mind. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. That is Arizona's urban legend. And I know where that is seriously not more than 45 minutes away from where I live. Sounds like I may have to have blah, blah, blah. Yeah, now let's do California. I want to know what California's urban legend okay, is. Okay, let me find Wait, California. What, what area of uh, Arizona was this? What town was this? Uh, uh, it's on the outskirts of Kingman, Kingman, Arizona. Okay, because I lived in Bisbee for a year. Yeah, it's on the outskirts of the Kingman. I remember it being on the outskirts. It's not too far away from where I live. I can go straight to Kingman, and then I go south a little bit, and I could be near the location. I know it's going to be a little bit of a walk to get into the canyon. Yeah, yeah, they had ghost tours in Bisbee, and it was like a big thing, but I was just like, eh, fuck it. I never went. Yeah. Okay, I got California. California, the Charman. The Charman origin story is gruesome. A father and son were both caught in a house fire and horribly burnt in 1948. After the fire, the son became so mentally unstable that he killed his father. When the police found the son, he was so unrecognizably burnt, they didn't recognize he was alive. So he ran away before they were able to arrest him for the murder of his father. The story goes that even since then, I'm spotted wandering the woods surrounding uh, Ohio uh, occupied.
occasionally approaching tents of innocent campers and pretending to be a hiker and then attempting to tap. That's interesting because it almost sounds like the sun developed courtyard delusion, which is an actual psychological ailment. It's very rare. The person believes that they're dead or a rotting corpse, and no matter what you do, they won't believe you. It almost sounds exactly like that, and and I wonder if it could actually be spurned. It's usually something that you're kind of like born with, as far as I know, but I wonder if some kind of trauma could actually cause that. Yeah, I've heard Hmm. that. Um, I heard of that from um, when I was reading the book World War Z, not watching the movie, but reading the actual book. I've heard that term in there where people would pretend they were actually zombies when they weren't. But yeah, I do know that term quite uh, well from there. Oh, and the book is so good. He talks about the otaku. Oh, it's World War Z reads like... um, uh, interview with a vampire. Sociology. Yeah, I, I, when I was reading it, it was very interview with a vampire type of style. Hmm. Any other requests for the urban legends of uh, America? Texas. Texas, okay. Uh, Colorado. Well, yeah. I mean, I live in I should have known. I'm sorry. I should have had. Atari. Atari. Come on, Indiana. Iowa. Kansas. Come on, give me Texas. When he did that voice, it reminded me of the. I'm a snake. I'm a fluttering I'm a snake. snake. <laughs> I'm in the fucking M's. Where did he? And there we go. We're getting close. Oh, don't you lagging out on me, buddy. North Dakota, Iowa, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania. We'll come back to Pennsylvania, uh, South Dakota, Tennessee, for close, Texas. Okay, wait for it to load, and I mm-hmm. will tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, Texas. The candy lady. In the and in an unnamed rural town in Texas, started to go missing, and the resident resident blamed it on the candy lady. The story says that she would go around leaving candy on children's windows, and eventually to alert the children, the kids out with notes attached promising more candy. The story picked up steam when a farmer allegedly found rotten teeth on his farm, and later found a body of a boy with his pockets stuffed with candy. While little is known about the origin of the story, some have speculated that the candy lady was real and that her name was Clara uh, Clara Crane.
Hmm. And where in Texas is that supposed to be? Or is it like an unknown? Unknown. Town? It's unknown. Yeah, it's an uh, hmm. unnamed town. Hmm. Because I'm not far from Marfa, Texas, which is like the Roswell of Texas, or Roswell, New Mexico of Texas. Okay. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's down in Terlingua, which is the ghost town of Texas. Yeah. Could be. I mean, that's probably one we have to you, we would have to look up. Because they don't give a name for it, and they don't give a location at all. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got Pennsylvania up. I want to do Pennsylvania since I got relatives from there. A bus, though. Sorry, not a bus. The bus to nowhere. In Philadelphia, there's a rumor to be a bus that doesn't have an end destination. The story says the bus only picks up passengers that are on that are at their lowest moments who need to get away from their problems. Once the passenger is ready to face the world, they can get off the bus. But the passengers uh, passengers have no idea how long they've been on the bus or it could not have been hours it could have been hours, days or even years. Wow. Mhm. Whoa, that's actually really cool. The so uh, you get on at your lowest point, and then basically it's like a time machine in a way that like you uh you you're on there until you're ready to face like yeah, reality. Yeah, I wonder. You know what? It's, it's like the hyperbolic time chamber in Dragon Ball Z. Then, like you train. Wondering if it's like, do you age still, or is it just time, and it the world around you still moves at the same pace, but you don't? Well, it, it almost sounds like the uh, if y'all watched uh, Star Trek Discovery, it's almost as if when they went to another universe and then jumped back, but it was nine hundred years in the future. Yeah. It's like that saying? Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Exactly. It's like a Twilight Zone episode with the airplane when they <laughs> find a time rep and they go back in time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that one's actually quite very interesting. Okay. Any more requests? Have Have you guys heard about the uh, the tiles in Philadelphia? No. The uh, they're called the uh, Twain B. Uh, Thomas, Oscar, uh, Yellow, Nancy, Boy, Echo, Echo, um, and there are a bunch of mysterious tiles all over. So there was a Netflix documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it, it's called Resurrect Dead on planet Jupiter was the name of the documentary. I'm like, well, this is a morbid title. And it's all about trying to under, trying to figure out who placed these tiles in the middle of busy Philadelphia streets. And like, I think it was the eighties and they had yeah. weird messages like resurrect dead on planet Jupiter. And it had something to do with Stanley Kubrick movies and all this weird stuff and they did they think and and actually they found some tiles in like brazil 
some of the Toynbee tiles showed up in Brazil. And there are actually a couple other around the United States, but they're mostly in Philadelphia. And they think they figured out who was placing them. And the guy that was placing them was like listening into like local, imagine like if InfoWars only had like two listeners. And that, wait, no, imagine if InfoWars and Coast to Coast AM had a baby and there were maybe only like 10 listeners. And then it would be a complete and, nightmare. <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah, the Toynbee tiles are one of Philadelphia's most incredible, fascinating. In fact, next time I get to go back home to visit my family in Pennsylvania, I'm definitely going down to Philadelphia. And I, you can, if you have a Google's map app, you can pull up Google Maps and type in Toynbee tiles and it'll tell you how to get to them. Yeah, I got the Wikipedia up right now. Look at you, Mr. Fancy. Mr. Fancy. I'm just glad my internet's working for once. Yeah. Okay, so the Toby tiles were first photographed in the late 1880s, and our, their first known reference in the media came in 1994 in Baltimore Sun, the Baltimore Sun, a 1983 letter to the Philadelphia Inquisitor, uh, reference to the Philadelphia-based campaign with theme, themes similar, similar to those mentioned in the titles. Okay, e.g. Resurrection of the Dead on Jupiter, Stanley Kubrick, and Arnold T. Tomby, but did not refer to titles. In the United States, the titles have often, uh, officially been cited as far west of Kansas City and as far north as Boston, Massachusetts. And as far, as south, as far south as Richmond, Richmond Virginia. And pop-ups <laughs> since 2002. Uh, every few new titles considered to be the work of original artists that have appeared outside the immediate Pennsylvania, Pen uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Okay, so that's where the guy's coming in. So let's see where he got the idea. Hmm. Sorry, I, I'm a little distracted by a little red dot in the sky. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know. You you got a little red dot. You gotta get a little. Gonna get a new little outer face, friend. Well, okay. So, have you been following some of my tweets with the weird lights out? north of me. Yeah, and they pop up and I'm like, ooh, very interesting. Well, it's weird because there's a guy that has a drone. Mm -hmm. But the direction I'm seeing him is far west than where his house is. It's like, when I'm looking out, his house is over on the right towards the road where I'm seeing the lights. Yeah. Are further out north and to the west. And it, it, it creeps me out sometimes. 
It's like I can see why. I mean, I live near an air Either. force base. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it kind of. Oh yeah, I don't have a. Yeah, I live on a. Air. I lived on an air force base. God, I some scary moments of that time. Eh? Interesting. I lived on. Okay, here I'll tell the story. I lived on Air Force Base. Um, we moved in there 2000, mm-hmm. and we didn't move out in 2004. But I lived during the time of 9/11, <laughs> so it was very disturbing for oh, a young wow. child to be living on that base. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um. It was very scary after 9/11 because. I mean, I remembered it, but I wasn't fully understanding it at the time. I was, I was in first grade, <laughs> and so from going on, being able to have this nice, friendly-looking place to being out of nowhere, to where you have people walking around with guns out of nowhere, and then road blocks and people checking the truck for the first month or so after, it was quite terrifying for a kid. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. See, since you brought up 2000 or 2001 in that time frame, I was just graduating high school when you were in fourth grade. Yeah. I was in f- first, first grade. First? Yeah, I was in first grade. Oh, good Lord. Thank you for making me feel old. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm going to be 40 here in about Five and a half months. And you're still young and sexy? <laughs> I wish I could be young. Nah, you're still sexy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, okay, I'm, I'm going to go back to the... Oh, sorry. Continue. Oh, what? Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's my that's Trip's you know secret language with his uncle. Ah, uh, oh yeah, I've I've heard of this. I've heard of this. Seen some tweets of this. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like today, he would. Uh, what was he doing? Oh, I was making like you know like the elephant noises and everything with my lips. Yeah. The, uh, I... Let's see if I can do it. Swear to God, he was trying to mimic me. Yeah, and so he put his lips together. He made the noise. He went, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> dude, just calm down. You get it. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, you get it sometime. <sighs> but it's funny. <sighs> it, it it's weird because if I'm asleep, mm-hmm. like it, sleep in the mornings, and he wakes up. There's a certain yell that he has that will get me to wake up and go in there and be like, what? And be like, like uncle! Don't get me! <laughs> exactly. That's how my niece uncle. and nephew were. Oh my god, that's how they were. I would yeah. try with my niece because she's my firstborn <laughs> baby. I love her today. Yeah. <laughs> and I was laying on the floor watching TV and everything. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, she says, Bubba. Mm-hmm. I get up and I'm like, what? She's like, 
Hi. <laughs> I'm like, hello. Oh, God, no, no. The evil <laughs> has arrived. The evil but... has arrived. <laughs> but here's the thing: for years after that, or no, she was three at the time. So the so two years after that, when my nephew was one, yeah, he said the same thing. But my niece was at school. So he didn't hear uh-huh. my niece say Bubba. So they mm-hmm. both call me Bubba. Bubba. My um, late father's nickname was Bubba. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's something. I was way young when he passed. I don't know much of him. I know his nickname was Bubba. Uh, no, I knew he was a great man, and everyone adored him, and they looked like him and had the same personality as him, so I gotta take the word for it. Right. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna read some more urban legends. I got one that looks interesting. This is Ohio. You the werewolf that. of the, the okay, <laughs> I will. We got the werewolf of defiance. Uh, during the summer of 1972, the people of defiance, I'm guessing that's the city's name or the town's name, claimed they were being terrorized by a werewolf. The sightings always happen at night, uh, generally by a tr- by the train tracks. A couple of women, a couple of women, said it would try to get into their houses by rattling the doorknobs. The animal uh-huh. said to be huge, hairy, and dressed in rags. But after the summer ended, the beast disappeared, never to be heard from again. But the story, the story lingers. Really? Mm-hmm. I love this picture they put. This picture they have a guy in this like Dollar Tree wolf mask wearing a garbage bag and some random clumps of fur. Oh my god, that's freaking hilarious. It is the worst see- looking picture I've seen for a werewolf. <laughs> but I could see I mean I could see if it was like the like a representation of like locals visualization of seeing it. I could see how creepy that would be if it was the middle of the night. Right. I mean I can see myself doing that. Which is hilarious because uh-huh. let's see. When I worked at Walmart, I was the Easter Bunny. Yeah. And then I was an elf. Yeah. And then I became a reindeer. Mm-hmm. And then I worked at Six Flags for two weekends. You... During... Huh? And then you were Bugs Bunny at Six Flags, weren't you? No. I was actually no. a zombie for Fright Fest. Oh, Ooh, zombini. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Get those brains going up in there. <laughs> Put zombie makeup on me, and there goes my eyes. They pop. Everybody yeah, um, it's funny. Everybody kept staring at me like, "Are those your real? Is that your real eye color?" I'm like, maybe, maybe not. I'm like, no. 
Nope. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to take my medications. I'm trying to come back. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm three hours late from a medication. Right. You seen some children? I'm a little hungry. <laughs> Did you know that those with dark colored <laughs> eyes see better than see better in the day than they do at night? Mm-hmm. And those with light colored eyes see better at night than they do during the day. That makes sense because I've been the one who's been seeing a lot of uh, random shit crawling around at night than anyone else around the house right now. Seriously, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a couple couple scorpions running around, and I'm the only one who's been seeing them. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, mm-hmm. I've taken care of them. Don't have to worry about it around here. <laughs> Try having tarantulas. <laughs> oh, we get tarantulas out here. Oh yeah, that's right. You're near. But we leave. Yep. Yeah, but we leave them alone because they eat the other bugs for us. The tra- uh, the scorpions. No, we get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tarantulas only attack if we uh, uh, aggro them, so we just leave them be, and they take care of all the other and little itty bitty uh, insects. The scorpions are a no no. And depending on the snakes, we'll leave them alone. Or if not, if it's a deadly snake, we'll try to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, was well, costumes I dressed up as? I only done one. And it was for my art class in college. We were having an art, sh- a local art show, and it was on Dea de Morta. So we dressed up as some sugar skulls. Oh. And um, we also we also did um, I forget what they're called. Um, if you ever do look up like um a Mexican they had the Morta Parade where they have those big old uh skeleton skull costumes. They're like three times yeah. the size, and it's someone's own photo. Well, I decided to make one of those, and I was the guinea pig to wear it. Ah, oh, jeez. Yep, uh, it was really fun. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. I, I, I. It was, it was all best I can. Well, not the I shouldn't say that. Um, it was the most I can do because they did most of the work themselves, and I was like, I didn't care. It was fun. I had fun with it. <laughs> the only problem was um that the the chest plate that they had to put the skull the the ribs on was a trash can mm-hmm. and it was my head's quite large so when i was putting it on over the trash can would uh, push my nose inward oh. so i would so my nose was completely fat, flat for the i think hour or two of me wearing that during the art show at night mm. yeah nope. Can't do it. <laughs> like I said, I did it. It was quite fun. Uh, like that. That was that was the only problem. The only other problem is I could not look down. I could look left, right, up, but I could not look down. So I had to have a couple people uh, help me find when they came to the sidewalk. Help me lift my feet up oh, onto the sidewalk so I didn't trip and fall on the curb. You poor thing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Oh, like I said, I had fun. It was a fun time. Okay, let's go back to some more urban legend. I have one from North Dakota. Oh, my sister lives we got in North Dakota. Dakota. Well, my biological Okay, sister. well, 
Okay. Okay. So we got the White Lady Lane. The story of the White Lady Lane is a tragic one. The legend starts that the that a young woman became pregnant out of wedlock, and her religious parents forced her to marry the father. The baby ended up dying after their wedding. The girl, so upset about her baby and her forced marriage, hanged herself from the bridge in her wedding dress. Locals claim to still see her ghost hanging from the bridge. Does it say where in North Dakota? The roads through Kalaruk uh, Woods. Now I'm going to have to spell that. I don't think I said that right. T E T R A U L T. Yeah, they got some fucked up names up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, yeah. Sister, my sister lives in Minot. Yeah, that's more North Dakota. I would think more like uh, tribal or Native American names. Mm-hmm. But Minot is more of a Scandinavian town. Oh, Scandinavian, yeah. Uh-huh. I might be completely wrong. Huh? I don't know. Someone proves me wrong? Ooh, tell me. Tell me. I would like to know. <laughs> You're wrong. You I don't wrong. like being wrong. I like, I like to make sure I get the right information. If being wrong is so right... Oh, wait. Did I just fuck that up? Yeah, I think you did on that one. <laughs> you were wrong. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, I, got... oh, I got one for New York. Oh, do share. Okay. Okay, New York. Corpsey. This story, the the story of Corpsey, damn pop ups. Corpsey the pop-up. Okay, got it. Yeah, Corpsey the pop-up. It's a pop-up book. You open up and it's, ooh, I'm <laughs> No, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's restart. The story of Corpsey has many interpretations, but it generally tells the story of a man who stalked a sleepaway camp, um, psychiatric, psych- a sleepaway camp slash psychiatric facility slash children's hospital. So I'm just going to go with Children's Hospital. <laughs> it's either a sleepaway camp, a psychiatric facility, or a Children's Hospital. Thank you for confusing me. I already off the back. Okay. When you uh, said sleepaway camp, that's like an old 1980s slasher B-rated yes, movie. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has one of the best twist endings of horror in horror history. <laughs> right? It's yeah, almost like uh, it's and doesn't it take place in New York? I think it does upstate New York. I think if I remember correctly, I can look it up really quick. But let me finish this first. Okay. Okay, so. Okay, had a hook for a hand and killed the children who were wandering alone at night. Every single person who went to the camp in upstate New York had heard about Corpsey. Things took a more sinister turn when a documentary uh, politicized that corpsey be real and convinced children child kidnappers na- uh, a convicted child kidnapper named Andrew Rand. So a documentary said it was Andrew Rand when it probably wasn't. That also yeah. sounds like I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Uh, because that okay. guy had that uh, hook. Yeah, he had that hook and all, yeah. 
Okay, I wanted to go to sleepaway camp. I think it was upstate New York, and that now is a big place. Yeah, um, I had actually recent conversation with a friend about that movie. Um, uh, she didn't really like the movie because of the stereotypical ways of uh, transgenderism in it. I spelled that wrong. Mm. So, yeah, the stereotypical parts of it where, um, like how the the auntie uh, was uh, forcing her to be a woman and all that. And I could see them. I, I saw what their, coming, their point of view was coming on that one. So, and like I, I told them, I, I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't the best, but it did have a really good twist ending to it. It did. And yeah, and Angela, yeah, I respect how what they said. Yeah. Angela is the one that was the transgender, wasn't it? Yeah, Angela Baker. Yes. That's what the, the character's name was. Yeah, well, it, it's... We, the, the thing was, she was forced to dress as a girl by her aunt. And so there's some some stereotypical problems in it. In a way, it's not a perfect movie, but it is a most memorable movie, mainly because of the ending. Uh-huh. And like yeah. I, I told, like I uh, was telling my friend, um, I understand completely where the, they are coming from, and I, I said I I understand, and I I said like you, I said I just. It's a movie I really enjoyed, and I don't don't watch it that often. When I do, I always find myself having fun with it. But I do see their point of view when it came to it. Hmm. It's almost like because I want to say American Horror Story nineteen eighty seven. I need to work on American Horror Story. I still on season one and I was enjoying it but the problem was it was on Hulu when I was watching it and I couldn't no it was Netflix yeah it was Netflix and um, I couldn't oh, uh, the only place we had Netflix was in the living room so I couldn't watch it unless everyone else was gone mm, I got you yeah so I got most of the way through season one Murder House but I never got to finish it and it's one of those series I really need to get back and watch more of. Especially, um, um, I I follow um, a um, one sec. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I follow a, a blog, a horror blogging uh, blogging um, company called Horror Press, and they uh, did a uh, beautiful little article about. Uh, the LGBTQ community in the the horror, uh, American horror series. Yes. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it, especially in nineteen in the uh the nineteen eighty one where it's like the mm-hmm. summer camp. Oh, mm-hmm. they they actually did really well with the LGBTQ community. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they went through all the actors and actresses, and they all um, who were of the LGBTQ community, and they also uh, talked about the uh, LGBT LGTB, um, um, uh, themes and uh, meaning and plot devices and all that used in the series. And I was I was already hooked on the the show already, but after reading that, I really got more uh, st- uh, more ha- um, 
more into it, but like I said, I just haven't had a chance to watch any more of it. Hell, I'm probably just going to start buying the seasons. <laughs> Gamer. What? Uh, what am I going to do with you? Uh, just love me. I do that anyways. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> Dork. Eh, I'm not a whale's penis. <laughs> okay, I'm not talking about any type of penises. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> penis eyes, penis eyes. <sighs> okay, so it's already 10.19 my time. And I got another okay. space to go to at 11. So I okay. better cut this one short tonight. But okay. I am going to try to schedule one of these at least once a week. Okay, and I'll try to hit them up as much as I can. All righty. And thank mm-hmm. you, everybody that came. I'm waving. Yeah. I did enjoy talking to other people. It's nice to talk to someone, some other living people other than the family and the people in my head. So, Ooh, you know what we could do? Thank you all. You are more than welcome, honey. I think we should all sit around in a circle, hold hands, and contact the living. <laughs> eh, living's overrated. We don't need them. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would actually laugh at that. <laughs> if the corpse right all over again, why do you want to live? We can be in a party town of a bunch of dead people. <laughs> oh, you goober. Well, it was good chatting <laughs> with you, man. Yep, good chatting with everyone. I will see you on the timelines, but hopefully next week we can chat again. Yes. Alrighty, buddy. See you, my lady. See ya. Have a good night. (laughs) You too.